Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. Ed Russo in house today. Along with meteorologist Steve Knight. Good catching up with you, Ed. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, some better weather here over the weekend. I got to be honest with you, the last couple of weeks, um, you know, this job hasn't been, uh, not that it has to be fun all the time, but, you know, it's when you have to give a lot of news that, you know, people just generally don't want to hear. Um, it gets to be a little bit of a grind. In fact, uh, Candace Scalise accused me earlier this week of basically being grumpy uh, because of the weather. Because <laughs> I was I was getting a little I was getting a little over it in terms of having to talk about you know the of course two weeks ago we had the snow uh, this week it's been windy and cold and everybody's just ready to flip that switch and look it's late April now and for us to still be dealing with you know freeze warnings. And uh, wind chills in the 20s. It's getting old, Ed. It's getting old. It is. You know, and the other thing, too, is the, the advantage of having it starting to get warm and stay warm in April is that you can have tomatoes that are, uh, right. that are you know, forming in your yard by the end of July. Right. And right. now it's, it looks like we might have another freeze in mid-May, so I'm not going to have them until August. Yeah. like almost the whole, all, all of the summer's gone by that. Yeah. It's funny. You should bring that up. Cause I actually mentioned that on air um, this week and the week prior, because obviously tomatoes are something that uh, is fun to grow. Um, they do really well in our climate, um, but they also are very susceptible to an early freeze. So, and I know everybody wants to get them out there because they want to have them, you know, August 1st at the latest, you know, and uh, to your point uh, at this point, um, my birthday is August 11th, write it down, Ed, write it down. Write it down my birthday is down. August 11th. And, uh, I, every year at my birthday, August 11th, I almost always have a meal that involves some form of, uh, locally grown sweet corn and, uh, my own tomatoes. Um, I love that time of year because that's when both of those crops are coming in. And, uh, boy, this year I'm with you looking at what could happen here in May, mid-May, uh, for even myself. I usually grow like, you know, three or four tomato plants, mm -hmm. which yield quite a few tomatoes. You'd be surprised. Right. <laughs> so you know, that's kind of where I'm at. Like I, I it might not be, a, we might not, we might be eating tomatoes at Labor Day the way we're going. And I, I know. And, and some of the data suggesting that, you know, Northern parts of Pennsylvania may still see some flurries. Yes. It's in interesting. May. You should bring that up because I think that is a possibility even next week. Yeah that there could be some flurries across the Northern tier, like kind of along the Pennsylvania, New York line. Yep. You know, our friends up in uh, Cowdersport, our friends up in Wellsboro, our friends up in Mansfield. Um, yeah. They, they might not be done with flakes and they may see some even like this time next week. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. Ugh. And usually for that, that just spells like a chilly day. I mean, it, it with with the warm days we have had, you know, 55 just isn't cutting it, especially when it's no. windy. 55 no. feels really cold now. I mean, look at yesterday. Yeah, it does. It feels really. I cut the grass yesterday and, um, you know, one of those rare times where, you know, I cut the grass. I had uh, I had a hoodie on. I had sweatpants. <laughs> you know? Yeah. At least the sun was out. Yes. You know, yeah. And I didn't break a sweat which I guess that's the upside, but it really, in order to be outside yesterday and to be comfortable, unless you were wearing a, a heavy jacket, you, you had to be moving. 
you know, mm-hmm. and I see people walking down my street, like, you know, about every day this week. And, uh, I mean, they're bundled up like it's late February, early March. They're out, you know, walking the dog and it's just yeah, and a you're, drag. You're walking through the buildings in downtown Harrisburg where it's shaded. Oh, and then you yeah. get that wind accelerating between the buildings. And what do they feels... call that? They call that like the cavern of the cavernous effect or something. Yeah. Something like, lines. yeah, yeah it, it's Venturi effect, but there's another name for it. I there think. you go. That's yeah. certainly a lot more scientific. Yeah. It, I think it was yeah. named after a scientist. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. But yeah, it was, uh, you know, yeah, you see, it's like 10 degrees colder, even more when you're walking through that. Yeah, you get the shade. And look, um, you know, this podcast always drops uh, noonish on Friday. And uh, I think we're looking at another cold night here tonight. So for, I know you, I mean, Friday nights, Ed Russo does not shut it down until 2.30, a.m. at the earliest. Oh, I still so. go out and act like I'm 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know all those private clubs to hit. You know, you're you're usually out there. You're out there bumping until about 4 or 5 in the morning. Yeah, right? hit, hit, hit at least 10 places. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, for those that are going to be out late tonight, um, be ready. Uh, yep. Mid-30s tonight, clear skies. The winds will ease, though. And that's but, good. Right. But it is going to be cold tonight, man. And, and um, it's going to be cold tomorrow morning. It's kind of sounds it kind of sounds strange when you're talking about a freeze, but then also fire weather concerns. Yeah. So Tom Russell coined it fire and ice. Yeah, that's a good term for it. Yeah. Good so, term for it. Well, you know, let's talk a little bit about that, because um, we do as we sit here on this Friday, we do have the uh the red flag warning and you put together something really cool that uh, use some of our 3d technology to just kind of walk people through you know what is the red flag warning mm-hmm. why do we get the uh, red flag warning so uh this is your opportunity to let our our listeners uh, know all about red flag warnings and, and what causes them yeah so you know when you're thinking about a dry day you get your very dry days in the winter because colder air holds less moisture sure. so you know during the fall and, and spring, you start to get in on those really dry days and any season with seasonal transition, you're going to have more wind. So you have dry yeah. air, you have wind. So the dry air and the, all the, all the leaf litter that's really dry on the ground is fuel for any yeah. fire that will spark. And of course, if you have a 20 mile an hour wind that will help spread it. It also helps deliver oxygen to the fire when there's more wind Yeah, that keeps the fire growing. It keeps it getting even more mature. So a dry day, a super dry day where we have wildfire concerns in Pennsylvania. And again, the season is spring and the fall. Right. When we have a relative humidity of less than 30%. Yeah. Most days, our relative humidity is 40 to 50 plus percent. Yeah. Even in the winter and people don't realize that, but yeah. Right. So when you're talking about a relative humidity down to 20, 25%, that that's super dry air. And basically relative humidity measures the amount of water vapor right that's in the atmosphere so the less the percentage the less water vapor you have yeah of course the drier the air the more apt you are to get a fire going so yeah that's why in these situations you know campfire bonfire even just like a little spark or a little ember that you know flies out from the side of the fire is enough to you know cause a raging wildfire yeah it doesn't take much because once once that ember uh, and I've seen it happen um, once. And, and thankfully, the situation I was in, we were able to get the 
the fire under control, but this was uh, up at our camp up in uh, Tioga. And um, it was not a, you know, a fire weather, I should say a red flag warning day or uh, a watch day, but um, we have a burn barrel mm -hmm. and uh, you know, the, uh, an ember went up pretty high and then landed and it landed on some dry leaves. And um, yeah, I mean, it was amazing how like at first it was just like smoldering a little bit and I started to kind of like walk over toward it and man, I mean, it changed in about 30 seconds from, you know, it just being like a little bit of an ember to, all, and I didn't have any water or anything to throw on it <laughs> in the woods, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. So then I'm running up, you know, running back up to the, cause the burn barrel is pretty far from the house, from the, from the cabin, you know? So running up to the house and thankfully I was able to, you know, we had a watering can, but you know, like if I didn't, wasn't handy, if I would have completely walked away from that. It was a big lesson for me to learn how quickly once something like that goes and if it gets a gust of wind i mean it can go fast really fast like scary fast yeah and and again like you said that wasn't even a day where there was uh yeah. necessarily a, a fire or a yeah. fire weather alert yeah so even on a normal day, you can still obviously get a raging fire, especially if yeah. you have drought conditions where the uh, ground is already dry. Sure. Um, but yeah, so these situations, they happen a few times a year. Yeah. Um, and I actually, a few weeks ago, uh, there was a, Texas had a really dry day, was having a string of really dry days. And the National Weather Service, I don't know if it was Amarillo or somewhere in Texas, they recorded their driest day they've ever observed. Their relative wow. humidity was like 2%. Wow. So Yeah, was, well, they have had some issues out there. Uh, Texas, uh, Arizona, New Mexico already. Major, major, major drought. Well, did you see, I'm sure you saw that this, this week, that uh, parts of Southern California, I mean, they're doing some hardcore mandatory water restrictions, mm -hmm. you know, because they're just so dry um out there you know it's, it, but it always it, you know struck my, my brother lives out there you know for whatever reason you you live in an area okay of the country that struggles with moisture to begin with okay but it is standard practice out there and this is for a lot of the west this is colorado this is las vegas this is standard for a lot of the west uh homes have sprinkler systems and people water their grass like that is standard operating procedure throughout much of the West so that people can keep their lawns green. A lot of them are automatic or some are, you know, you have to turn on yourself, but that's standard stuff out there. And it's crazy. You know, we don't have that here. Um, when it gets too dry here, everybody's lawn just kind of browns out and everybody just deals with it and lives with it. And it's not mm -hmm. that big of a deal. It's almost like a vanity thing. <laughs> you got to have a green lawn, you know? Yeah, and, and you see the how, you know, with some, some of the drought out west, you see like the arid ground and then you see this property next door that just looks yeah. so green and lush. Yeah. And so, the rate that Las Vegas is exploding as a city right now, one of the fastest growing cities in the country, um, where are they going to get water for all these people? I'm uh, seriously like, I mean, where, I mean, where, where, where is this water going to come from? I was visiting uh, Colorado last fall, my brother-in-law, 
and um, he lives in Fort Collins, which is almost dead due north of Denver, um, about an hour and 15 minutes, dead due north of Denver up I-25. Uh, it's the home of Colorado State University. But um, there's big stuff going on in communities out there about water rights. I mean, communities are starting to fight over these old uh, treaties that they have amongst counties, amongst towns of who has the rights to water. I mean, it's becoming a thing out there, you know, where like, uh, and it's becoming a thing of if, if one town claims that they have water rights to something that might even be 20 miles away and they can prove it in court, they are building pipelines like oil pipelines underground that are bringing in water to their communities. Like it's becoming a, it's really, we're so insulated from it where we're at, but out West water rights right now are becoming a thing and it's only going to get worse wow yeah yeah it's it's becoming almost i don't want to call it a commodity just yet but but it's becoming concerning about you know where these communities are are going to get water well they depend a a lot of their water supply I, i think they get a lot of it through uh well, a lot of their reservoirs get filled up in the spring when the snow melts. Right. So and they, they did need... at least get some decent snow uh, yeah. this year. But yeah, it all comes down through the Colorado River. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they, they you know, we, we ran a story here this week about reservoirs in Southern California, uh, many of which are, are at like, you know, 20 to 25 percent capacity as they go into what is now the dry season. Um, it's just it's been going on for so long now um even getting a lot of snow in some parts as you know i mean we had some crazy snowfall totals uh this year um in in parts of the west yeah uh, i know some crazy snowstorms i think uh part of the sierra nevada near yeah. lake tahoe some areas like in one storm they got like seven feet yeah i remember there was snow. a storm didn't they have like over 100 inches or something like yeah, that yeah something yeah, like crazy. that so um but i guess it's still it's still just because this has been it's been compounding uh over time on on top of the fact that new construction continues to be a big thing it's it's such a catch-22 because new construction drives so much of our economy you know housing starts all of that stuff you know new construction in the united states is good for the economy period end of story okay regardless of how anybody might feel about it um but you kind of can't have it both ways so you know again las vegas is an example new construction going on everywhere one of the fastest growing cities in the country everybody flocking to las vegas where are they gonna you know you know you look at the strip in las vegas okay and all of these hotels that have five thousand hotel rooms and i was watching the nfl draft last night it was in las vegas and you know i'm saying to myself okay at any given moment when you consider the amount of people that are just staying in Las Vegas, aside from the people that live there, how many of them right now are taking a long shower or flushing a toilet or, you know, brushing their teeth, washing their hands? You know well, I mean? how, many, how many people had a really fun night and uh, just left the water running? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been to Vegas plenty of times. And, you know, if you're in any casino, when you go into a restroom at any casino in Las Vegas, it's, not unlike going to a restroom at a sporting event, you know, there's 30 urinals, you know, there's 15 stalls. And while generally you don't have to wait, they're always busy <laughs> you know, because right. you've got, 
5,000 people in this casino, you know, on the casino floor, you know, so. I know it's crazy. Where are they, where are they, where are they going to get all this water? Right. Especially you know, when it has getting... to be brought in from somewhere else. I guess a lot of their yeah. water comes from Lake Mead, right? Lake Mead. Yeah. And Lake Mead's running, you know, extremely low. I mean, yep. look, you know, as you know, you know, Las Vegas is in the middle of the, it's in the middle of the desert. It is, it's just, it's in the middle of the desert. They don't get much rain period. So I, you know, it's a kind of an unsustainable situation unless, you know, something dramatically changes. I mean, so I think what's going on, out west with these dramatic restrictions i just think people out there they're going to have to get used to the idea uh that that we have always lived with here in our part of the country is that if it gets too dry you just have a brown lawn that's just the way it is you know and that's so foreign out there you know every business have sprinkler systems that just pop on automatically you know 10 15 minutes every day just to you know keep the uh keep the lawn looking green it's that's just a standard thing out west right just keeping your lawn green with sprinkler systems but then you almost have to wonder you know is it really worth it i mean is that is that you know if you're gonna live out west in these areas you know do you think you really need a green lawn yeah well and that's why really i mean you know the, the the government is stepping in out there and they are lowering the boom big time on what's going on with with water and water restrictions. So, um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. So we got off on a tangent there before, which we often do good, good conversation. Hey, that's but, what, just what happens on podcasts. Yes. But before we, uh, tie a bow on this one this week, um, what are you seeing here? We already, we already alluded to the fact that we could be talking about another freeze in, uh, in May. What are you seeing here for May as we head into May 1st? Yeah, so yeah, it looks like that freeze would happen, you know, around the the first week, the first full week into May. And I usually like to think after May 15th, that's when we just get consistently warm around here. Well, after Mother's Day, and we don't have to worry about another freeze. I do remember last year, we had a couple days that were in the 50s and 60s during the end of May. Yeah. Um, and I only remember that because <laughs> that caused a slower emergence of the cicadas. Yes. Uh, how much that's was, right. Last year, you, yeah, were, you, you never, were, how much I was tracking that down. You were cicada last yeah, year. I was, yes. I was. So that won't happen for another 16 years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think, you know, we'll, we'll probably see more of a consistent early summer, late spring, early summer, like pattern develop during the second half of may but i think sure. at least may 15th we're game for another freeze perhaps too maybe some flakes over the northern part of pennsylvania yeah i i i agree unfortunately and you know what's going to happen and i'm not saying this from a scientific this is this is just me speculating but we're going to have a really hot summer <laughs> because our spring has been such a dud by and large i mean look it, it got warm you remember right around st patty's day I remember I, I played golf on the 18th, which was a Friday, and it was like 76 degrees. Um, you know, we've had spurts here and there where it's been okay. Uh, but by and large, it has been kind of a dud of a spring so far. There's no doubt about it. And unfortunately, I do see this up and down pattern continuing pretty well into May, at least for the first half of May. Mm-hmm. Um so I just always feel like sometimes like when this happens, like all of a sudden, like, you know, June 1st is going to roll around and 
and, and, and look out, you know, we're going to wind up, you know, totaling 40, 90 degree plus days by the time we get to late October. <laughs> right. Yeah. We had quite a few last year too. I we think. did. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. Um, so, I think we were in the thirties last year. Yeah. That sound right. Yeah. Some somewhere around. Yeah. There. I think we had like, you know, th- somewhere between like 34 and 36, 90 plus days last year. Yeah. Uh, I remember, I do remember this. I remember thinking we've had over a month of 90 plus days. You know what I mean? So I know it was over 30. It was somewhere in the mid thirties, but I remember kind of thinking to myself, wow, like we basically did an entire month plus where every day was 90 plus. And that was very similar to what we had done the year before. Right. We haven't had a cool summer in a very, very long time. Very long time. The last one I remember was, oh, again, spitballing here, but I, I want to say it was like around 2009, 2010. We had a, a unseasonably cool summer. And that was kind of the story of that summer. But yeah. it was about, give or take, 10, 12 years ago. Yeah, it's been a long yeah. time. So if you feel like we're due. Yeah, we are um, a little bit too. So who knows? Maybe this pattern could, you know, could continue. A little too, a little too difficult to speculate at this point, in terms of what we're looking at. You know, down the road here in June, July, August. Um, but uh, I may, I think, it's still going to. I think it's going to. We're still going to be kind of getting off to a bit of a slow start here, even through the first part of May. Right, and people are thinking, you know, that May is, you know, everybody's getting for ready for the swim season in May. Yeah, because you got. Um, you have a uh, Memorial day at the end of the month, sure. which is the tradition. That's when a lot of, you know, yeah. neighborhood pulls open and all that yeah. stuff, of course, down the shore, Jersey, Delaware, yeah. oh, Maryland. Yeah. That's when our, the beaches, you know, get going. That's really good. Yeah. So people want to don't want to be uh, cleaning their pool when it's 32 yeah. degrees in the morning. Yeah, I <laughs> well, you know? I, I, I have some faith that, uh, look, eventually we'll, we'll flip the switch here and, and, uh, you know, Memorial day is one of those days that there have been years and there's a parade every year, uh, in my town of new Cumberland. And, uh, I often go to the 8,500 I'm going again this year, some years, like literally, man, it's like 94, 95 and mm-hmm. some years it's, 70 yeah it's kind of it's kind of a tweener holiday big 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 difference yeah 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 fourth of july by and large is usually pretty darn hot Uh, but memorial day can still be a little bit finicky Mm -hmm. so we'll have to wait and see and see how things play out for us here at least uh for this year well good catching up with you here yeah yeah you too steve Uh, you're listening to it's raining mets